Welcome to Sports Beat KC, the Kansas City Star's daily sports podcast. It's Friday, November 6th, and I'm Blair Kirkhoff. Today we talk college sports with Kellis Robinette and Gary Bedore. Kellis covers Kansas State, and the Wildcats have a big game on Saturday against Oklahoma State. Both teams went into last weekend undefeated in Big 12 play, and both lost. Who comes in more focused on Saturday? Kellis has an interesting nugget of information about Chris Kleiman coached K-State teams. After a break, we'll hear from Gary Bedore, who covers Kansas. It's mission impossible this weekend for the Jayhawks as they go to Oklahoma, but it looks like KU will ride with freshman quarterback Jalen Daniels the rest of the way. Also, Gary talks some basketball and KU lineup possibilities. So let's get started with Kellis Robinette talking K-State. Kellis, what's up? Not much. Just another beautiful Friday before a home football game here in Manhattan. Yeah, yeah. You know, I listen, Kansas State had its share of COVID issues over the summer, and um, but it's one of the, you know, among others, of course, in the country that have gotten their season under well underway, and there aren't any issues now. And not every not every college can say that. I mean, Pac-12 is they're starting this weekend, and they've already had to postpone one game or cancel it actually. And I know the ACC's had to fix a game or two. Um, Big 12 has two, but Kansas State well underway, more than halfway through the season now, and a big game on Saturday with Oklahoma State coming in. Both teams coming off losses. I find that interesting because both teams were uh, really good. Kansas State was ranked last week before losing at West Virginia, and Oklahoma State upset at home by Texas. So which team plays with more desperation on Saturday? Um, I've got my thoughts, but I want to hear you. That's a good question. I hadn't really thought of it about as a uh, battle of desperation. Um, I think Kansas State probably is a little more desperate because if they don't win this game, kind of like the election, I don't really see a path for them to stay in the Big 12 <laughs> championship hunt. Um, I mean, I know they'd mathematically be alive, but they'd have to win at Iowa State, win at Baylor, and beat Texas probably to make it happen. Um, and that's a lot to ask for a team that's uh, you know dealing with injury issues and everything right now. Um, but Oklahoma State, by the same token, I mean, they've just got to feel sick to their stomach after uh, putting up 580 yards on Texas last week and losing. So uh, it's it's going to be an interesting dynamic. I, I know one interesting stat I can throw at, at you is that um, as Kansas State's coach, Chris Kleiman has never rebounded from a loss with a win. Every time he's lost, he's lost the next game. So that's, uh, I mean, it's a small sample size, but I, I find that interesting here too. Well, I found it very interesting too when I read that in your K-State Q&A today, which, by the way, is um, – the best kind of uh, uh, homework that I can do when preparing to talk to you on a podcast. I, I love the K-State Q&A. You do such a great job with it, uh, entertaining reading, and you get great questions, uh, really good questions for that. And we might even dive into one or two of those topics. But but I did read that, and I didn't realize that that was true of climbing. You're right. It's a small sample size, and it, and it requires a carryover, right? The, the bowl loss from last season to the opening game loss of, uh, of 2020. But, yeah, um, hasn't been able to shake off a, a loss and, uh, and, 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 and uh, end, you know, prevent a, a losing streak. So, well, I was going to go the opposite way on desperation, though. I, Oklahoma State, 
I, I think still has they entered the season believing that they were the best team in the Big Twelve, and they lose this game after after the way that they lost, as you mentioned, after the way they lost to Texas, where they dominated the stats, but but shot themselves in the foot all afternoon. Um, then I, I think they'll they may you know I don't know what we'll see from Mike Gundy's team if they lose on Saturday. I I think they're going to come in focused and. And you you won't see the turnover issues that they had in, in in at home against Texas last week, and I just think Oklahoma State's a little bit better team than than K State. I know the line the line is way up there, right? It's like oh, the Cowboys are favored by a dozen or so. Twelve and a half last time I saw, which is uh, yeah. very high for a Kansas State home game. Absolutely, which also frightens me a little bit because uh, I, I you know. Kansas State getting double, you know, double digits at home. I, I might be all over that as a, you know, if if uh, I were making a recreational you know, wager on on the game. Yeah, so. I mean, definitely. Uh, if if Kansas State can get back to their formula that they used in the other games, um, playing solid defense, stealing points on special teams, maybe even getting a defensive touchdown, and if they can get Spencer Sanders to cough the ball up and kind of be their own MVP like he was for Texas last week, then yeah, they definitely cover. They'll be in the game. Um, just kind of what worries me is Briley Moore, their second best offensive weapon, is questionable for this game. We don't know if he's going to play. Deuce Vaughn, there's been speculation he was banged up last week. I don't necessarily buy into that, but it was by far his worst game. You know, you wonder have other teams figured out how to, how to defend him. Um, so if they can bounce back and get all those things going for him again, then yeah, they're, they're going to be right back in this game. But I just I still look at what Oklahoma State did last week. I mean. To turn the ball over five times and still barely lose like that. I mean, they, yeah, when they bring their A game, they're going to win. But Kansas State has been very good at making teams play their C, D, and F game this season. So <laughs> that's the dynamic for me. How bad can Kansas State make Oklahoma State play? I think that's that great. Yeah, I think that's a great point. Um, I, I think that's how um, th- that's how Kansas State won the second half, and then the game at Oklahoma. It's, it's how they beat TCU, and uh, th- that's just a, a winning formula. For the Wildcats, what wasn't a winning winning formula was what happened last week in Morgantown, and that was, I just didn't expect that kind of lopsidedness in in the in the outcome. Uh, Will Howard had a tough day, uh, a really tough day. Let's talk about that for a moment. He the from the first series, um, you know, two incompletions, and the and then the interception on on third and ten, and I, I'm. Uh, not borrowing from your Q and A, but from another story you did where you broke down Will Howard's game, um, it was just a totally. I hadn't seen him play that way. But then again, look, first game on the road for a true freshman. You know, he's from Pennsylvania. He's playing at, at West Virginia. It was um, uh, he, he's got a lot to clean up. Not to say that he can't and he won't, but uh, that's he, he, there, there's a lot to fix with Will Howard from last week. There he is, and that was really the first time you could say he kind of saw his own blood there a little bit. Um, before that, you know, he'd been a really good game manager. You can say, yeah, he hadn't been overly impressive, but he was doing everything Kansas State needed for them to win those games when he stepped in for Skyler. Uh, last week was the situation where they really needed him to step up and, um, and win the game for Kansas State, and he didn't come close to doing it. Um, I, I don't want to put all of that on him. Um, just going back and looking at film, there were some weird situations. Like there was one play where they uh, – he looked to pass, and the guy he was trying to throw to was blocking. You know, <laughs> yes, you, 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 I remember you, that. You, 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 you threw the fade, right? Body. It was the fade to Knowles, and 
<laughs> yeah, and Don't he's out there trying it. to block two receivers, yes, or two two defensive backs, thinking he's going to run. So, you know, do you put that on him? I wouldn't. Um, the two of his interceptions were tip balls. Uh, I mean, the the last one, the pick six. I mean, so many things went wrong in that play. I don't know that you can can blame Howard there. The the one play that does uh, that does still have me scratching my head was the interception he threw trying to hit Seth Porter when he was actually wide open. Um, if he puts a good throw on him, that's that's like a 30, 35 yard gain. Instead, it's an easy interception for West Virginia. So those those are things they got to figure out. And I also wonder too that, like I mentioned earlier, that's the first time another team had come in and just said, "You're not going to run the ball on us. You're going to have to win passing." And right now, you know, it's fair to wonder if Will Howard is ready to do that. They're going to have to come out and run the ball in this game, and you know, do it do as they say, run the ball to open up the pass. Well, it was a, I think it was a smart strategy on West Virginia's part. Let's we we'd seen what Deuce Vaughn has been about, and uh, and I, I thought they West Virginia did a great job of of first of all not allowing him to get into space and then controlling him laterally. They just you know there was nothing there. So okay, freshman Definitely. quarterback, yeah, maybe you you beat us and. Look, hats off to West Virginia. It's a great defense, and uh, and I wouldn't be surprised if West Virginia gave Texas all it could handle this weekend. And that's another thing. Um, I, I think West Virginia is really good. I, I do. Yeah. They've got a good defense. They can run the ball. I mean, I know they lost to Texas Tech, which is kind of an eyebrow raiser. But hey, weird things happen in Lubbock when they when they play good. They can beat just about anybody. I, I'm a big Neil Brown guy too. I, I just think he's. Um, I, I remember talking to. Some West Virginia folks, I think it was during the uh, maybe before the Big 12 basketball tournament got canceled, but uh, you know, everybody was there for a few days. And I just remember talking to some West Virginia folks about him. And of course, West Virginia had the losing season, losing record last year, but they were just saying, be patient. This is a guy we really believe in and, uh, and we think he's going to get it done. And, uh, and it, it looks like he's on his way to, to getting it done at, at West Virginia. So, and he, he, was the, he was the runner-up for the job at K-State, too. It came down to Clinton. How about that? You yeah. Um, so, so the loss, as you said, dropped. it was K-State's first conference loss. But what we have, and, and Oklahoma State's first conference loss, too, uh, at uh, against Texas. So there's not going to be a runaway winner of the Big 12 this year. Not a, not a winner, but a first-place team, because the winner is going to be the champion that plays the second-place team. In the um, you know the first place second place team in the Big Twelve Championship game, but what it's going to do, I think, is create a fun race for the last month of the season, isn't it? I mean, starting this weekend, the you know there's what six teams with either one or two losses, um, and and then those except you know everything north of Kansas in the standing has you know a, you know a chance to almost win any game it plays. It, it seems. It, if the Big 12 is not going to be involved in the college football playoff, which it appears to be the case right now, at least we're going to get real drama in this conference in in the final month. And I, I don't I don't know. I, I guess I'll ask you who you think the the final two are going to be with a month to go. I know it's it's really early, but any do you have any sense of of who's going to emerge in the Big 12 championship game? Yeah, I've I've got my. Uh... I've got my thoughts on that. I, I will say I, I like this race. Like you said, if, if we're not going to get a team in the playoff, hey, at least let's have it feel like basketball where midway through the season we're trying to figure out who's going to maybe win, win the thing. 
Um, so that part of it is definitely cool. I, I like seeing the six teams there all. And, and maybe if you if you really want to go deep, you could say TCU maybe still has a, a very outside chance of squeezing in there with three losses. Um, but I personally, I, I think it'll be Oklahoma and Iowa State probably. What did it, How about that? Wow. Um, them or, or Oklahoma State. I think it'll come down to those three. Texas having the two losses, I think they'll screw up somewhere else and that'll hurt them. Um, but I, I think it'll be Oklahoma and then either Oklahoma State or Iowa State. Maybe, maybe I should change that to, 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 to just Bedlam because Oklahoma State already beat Iowa State. Right. Well, I, I, again, you and I are different on this. I'm going to say Texas is going to be involved in the Big 12 championship game. Oh, you, think they, you think they went out? I just think as a, I think with a with a senior quarterback, guy's been there as long as he has. He really did show me something in the the game Saturday. Uh, Sam Ellinger found a way to get his team a victory in the, you know, against what I think is one of the top two or three teams in the league. I think Texas, Oklahoma, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State are probably the most talented teams, and it, it was an impossible task. And he showed me something. He just showed me he's a he's a leader. And um, and I, I think that a team can really galvanize behind an, an effort like that. And now watch this: West Virginia will go into Austin and beat them this week. So, well, you know, um, you know now that I look at their schedule again, I, I might lean with you. Their toughest games are behind them. They get West Virginia and Iowa State at home, and the road games are here and at KU. Um, yeah, maybe I wrote them off too quickly. I, I, maybe it'll end up being Texas OU, just like you know, which, yeah, like 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 it has been, but. Oklahoma has been in the three Big 12 championship games since it's been a 10-team league, and they've played a different opponent each time, right? They've played Baylor, TCU, Baylor, and Texas. I was kind of hoping to see new blood. It, how cool would it have been to see, you know, K-State, Iowa, a Farmageddon in Dallas? Harlington would be amazing. You, you cannot get enough Farmageddon, you know? And um, yeah, I, I, would, you know, I, I would love it if neither Texas or Oklahoma made it, especially in a year where the Big 12 is probably not going to send anybody onto the playoff. Let, let it be Iowa State, Oklahoma State. Let it be Farmageddon, TCU, West Virginia, something weird. That's <laughs> totally weird. Yep. The only, the only problem if, it's, if, if, if you had a Farmageddon repeat is, you know, if those teams played the Big 12 championship game in a normal year, there would be a traffic jam on I-35 to get to Dallas between the Iowa State and the Kansas State fan. That would be amazing to uh, see those teams play in that stadium um, for the for the Big 12 championship, as, as yeah, well as uh, both of those fan bases travel. The, the traffic between uh, yeah between Kansas City and Wichita and on the way all the way down would be crazy. It uh, you know that, that reminds me it, it, it's. It, it's been weird in the past. It seems like every every year that North Dakota State has played in the FCS championship uh, for football down in Frisco, it's always corresponded when I'm driving home from like a basketball game in Oklahoma or something. And so that day, like I'm driving on the road at the same time as all these North Dakota State fans are heading back up north on I-35, and it's just a constant North Dakota license plate one after the other driving past, and you're like, "What in the world is going on?" It, it would be like that, but uh, times you know times five because you'd have double the fan bases. I'll never forget covering a Chiefs game in Denver a few years ago, and it was on the weekend that North Dakota State was playing in the in the FCS championship game in Frisco, Texas. 
And the Denver airport was overrun with Bison fans. I mean, just nothing but green and gold all over the airport. I mean, just it's like the entire state of North Dakota had emptied, uh, and and those that didn't drive. It, yeah, so, uh, yep. All right, Callis, great catching up with you, and uh, we will talk again next week. All right, Blair, I look forward. Hey, it's Blair. We have a special subscription offer for Sportsbeat KC listeners, unlimited digital access to the Kansas City Stars award-winning sports coverage. Sign up now for one year of Sports Pass for access to all the sports news, features, and columns presented on the KansasCity.com site, and it's only $30. That's a 40% savings off our regular rate. Your subscription will automatically renew after the initial term at $50 unless you tell us to cancel. Your subscription helps support the sports coverage of KansasCity.com and the Kansas City Star, and that support has never been more important. Please visit KansasCity.com slash offer to get this special offer. And as always, thanks for listening. Okay, we're talking to Gary Bedore, who covers the Jayhawks for the Star. How you doing, Gary? I'm good, Blair. How you doing? Doing Okay. Uh, doing fine. Kansas football has a, a tall order this weekend. Of course, it's a tough. <laughs> you know, yeah. Every opponent's tough for for KU, but they're they're facing an Oklahoma team that is um, seems to be finding its footing on the season. And and yeah. I, I don't know what the objective for for Kansas is going to be. You know, to keep it close, to be competitive. Uh, what did Les Miles say about about Oklahoma this week? Well, that's interesting the way you just worded that because Jalen Daniels was asked exactly uh, what is your goal to keep it competitive or to win, you know, and his answer was we always try to win, but, you know, and uh, so he addressed just what you asked, but I don't, Les, Les Miles was recalling the days when he was at Okie State and they went to Norman and won one time out of two. And he also split with them in Stillwater in his tenure. And he loves that. Well, he said he loves that stadium, but it'll only have 20,000 out of the 80,000 fans. So he didn't really address, you know, he just said we all, he didn't really address specifics on how they would try to win. But uh, he always just says they're going to play hard and stuff like that. But like you said at the beginning, Oklahoma looks like they're starting to find itself. And Kansas, that's not good news because the Jayhawks have been blown out in every single game. And uh, this one is a 38-point spread, I believe. So it's not a – I wouldn't think this is a good time to be going to Norman. No. The last time Kansas went to Norman, they had a a really interesting game – Puka Williams rushed for like 250 yards and threw a touchdown pass, and Kansas scored a bunch of points in that game and and kept it reasonable. Uh, I think it was I think the final score was something like 55 to 40, or it was crazy game. I remember watching it from a from a restaurant, and uh, and that was of course an, you know an Oklahoma team that went on as they've done for the last three years to win the Big 12 championship, but. No Puka Williams on this team and a freshman quarterback, and, and as you said, Jalen Daniels, which I think is interesting and worth talking about for a moment, Gary, that Les Miles is 
you know, basically handing the offense to him. And yeah. and I think the Kansas has kind of made a statement with him that you know we're going to as long as you know this is sort of a you know a rebuilding or a reconstruction, whatever you want to call it, season where they're not going to have much success. Let's see what we've got here mm-hmm. and and let him learn on the job. This you know eight just turned eighteen year old Jalen Daniels. It looks like he's going to be the guy the rest of the way, don't you think? Yeah, if he's healthy and he's had a bad foot, but I think it's okay. His foot's okay, but um, yeah, they're going with him. Les is very excited about him and has talked about there's going to be better days with Daniels. So he is the guy as long as he's healthy. I was writing about this game and I was a little, it reminded me Jalen Daniels who did miss one full game and most of another has yet to throw a touchdown pass. And uh, Oklahoma's quarterback, the freshman has 17 or 18. So stats <laughs> like that are just abounding this year, you know, yeah. to not throw a touchdown pass when you're a quarterback, even, even though Kansas is rebuilding or whatever, it's just kind of crazy when you think about it. He has rushed for three though. So, uh, right. He, and you're talking about you're talking about Spencer Rattler, the the Oklahoma quarterback, who, yeah. you know, he got off to a, you know for for by Oklahoma standards a rough start. They lost the back to back games to K State and to Iowa State, but have since, you know, beaten Texas, TCU, and Texas Tech. So, uh, and, and he's and 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 Rattler has has rebounded from from the uh, from the performances he had in the earlier uh, losses. So, um, yeah, but look, he's. You know, Oklahoma aspires to play in the college football playoff every year. Kansas is aspiring to win one game, and uh, yeah. there's a there's there's just a difference between these, you know, these two programs right now. Uh, hey, hey, Gary, let's let's switch it over to basketball because I thought Bill Self had some interesting things to say this week, especially about his roster and his lineup. He um, he came out with some some thoughts on, um, on on what he thinks uh, who's locked up starting not locked up is probably too yeah. strong a word but who he thinks would be starters right now and where where he's got some you know still some competition for for that for those roles what what did what did Bill Self say earlier this week Yeah, he said that uh, you can always kind of pencil in Marcus Garrett, David McCormack, and Ochai Agbaji. He's really high on the improvement of Christian Brown, who averaged 18 minutes last year, but it sure sounds like he's going to be in there. And uh, Bill was saying that he could see playing up to six or seven perimeter players, and you could take your pick kind of Bryce Thompson, Tyon Grant Foster as maybe the starting wing, or Tristan and Aruna from the Netherlands. Uh batch of perimeter players this year not as deep at the five but bill seems intent now on only playing one big at a time so that'd be mccormack and lightfoot would be the sub with jethro muscadin your your uh, future guy he's a seven footer who i think has a lot of potential and he at least at the start would be the guy that uh you know, doesn't play a ton. So he's pretty loaded if they stay healthy. But those three starters, Bill, makes it sound like 
that's the rock of the team and those guys will start. It doesn't sound like there is a, a Devon Dotson type of player on this team, a kind of a, the, the point, the guy that you look at and say, oh, yeah, he's definitely the point guard, starting yeah. point guard. I and mean, they've got point guards on the roster, but who, who do you think, at least in that, uh, that lineup that we might see, you know, trot out as starters, who would, who would be the ball handler in that? Yeah, Bill, Bill and uh, Bryce Thompson yesterday said that Garrett – kind of it's his team and he he's the most comfortable with the ball in his hands and he is more interested in creating for others than uh shooting himself or driving in there so it sounds like garrett is your point guard in the typical point guard role he's going to be the the guy to to do it so backing him up build Hasn't talked much about Dewan Harris, but he did say one time he would like him to be the backup point. And uh, but Marcus Garrett is the man I think from day one. And you know, there's that new rule that if Garrett wants to, he can come back next year as a senior again. And if his future in pro ball is point, he still might have two years of seasoning this year and next year. Right. And then, of course, they've got the freshman that Latrell Jostle is. It, am I pronouncing it right? Yeah, he, he's kind if if you did, if you didn't get the extra year of eligibility this year, he would be redshirted probably for sure. Oh, OK, gotcha. That's what, yeah. OK. Hey, so, Gary, I, I wanted I wouldn't um, want to let this opportunity pass without talking about a a coach that you and I covered way back when in, in big eight days, who passed away this week. And that was Billy Tubbs. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's, it's been quite a year for losing um, basketball coaches. We we've said goodbye to Eddie Sutton, to Lou Olson, to John Thompson, to Lou Henson. It's just been quite a year for, for that. But Billy Tubbs is someone who is, like Eddie Sutton has a you know has strong connection to Kansas, a relationship with the Kansas by playing the Jayhawks as often as he did in some very memorable games. And I, the, the, I wondered if any, if not, not, not that you'd have any yeah. Billy Tubbs stories, but how about any memories of him or bringing you know covering games, KU Oklahoma games? Because I have a few because, um, but I wanted to hear from you first. What what do you remember about covering games involving Billy Tubbs? I just remember uh, always in his tenure, but a couple of those years, remember when they averaged almost 100 points? Yes. Non-stop? Oh, my gosh. They, it was they always unbelievable. hard to check the box scores because not all games were on TV then and see them racking up 80 at halftime and 90, finishing with <laughs> 150, right. 160. And, and he was always unapologetic when they, when they would blast you know some of those teams that came in to Norman for a payday. And uh, yep. I think Kansas fans were confident when they played the Sooners, but in the back of their minds, they had to be thinking, man, if this Sooner team is on tonight, you know, we could really, what if Kansas is the team that gives up 110, 120? Yeah. Uh, I think one year, one of Roy's teams gave up a, a really lot of points to Tubbs, maybe one. Yeah, like a one, like a one twenty three or something like that um, in in Norman. But 
Yeah, but yeah, 123 it was. But for Kansas, of course, the national title game defined that series because KU beat Billy in the title game in Kansas City. And to Billy's credit, I think he complained a little bit about how that game was in Kansas City, but uh, yeah. that had to be – it wasn't probably the reason KU won, but uh, that was an advantage, and Billy didn't whine too much about that. Uh, which I kind of respected him for that, but uh, he never had any personal um, dealings with Billy, which is interesting. Uh, I don't remember if I would call him for previews and stuff back in the day. You had to call the coaches on your own; they didn't set it all up. But I liked him. Last few years since he's retired, he's always in Norman for the KUOU game, and I know Bill Self really liked him a lot and liked his family, his wife, his kids, Tommy Tubbs, and Billy's daughter too. So uh, I I think of Billy fondly. I don't know what your memories are. Well, I do too. I, I absolutely do. I, you know, he 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 wore the black hat, you know, and and loved it, and you know, got opposing fans riled up, but he knew exactly what he was doing. And he brought so much personality to the old big eight. He never coached in the big 12. So it was just the old big eight. And I, I missed the Wayman Tisdale. I wasn't here for the Wayman Tisdale teams, but I was here to to catch the end of uh, the, the, probably his last great team was in 1990 when he had Skeeter Henry and uh, William Davis and just a terrific team that won the, they won the big 12 that year. Um, but two things that I think Kansas fans will always remember. He he clipped the nets at Allen Fieldhouse the day yeah. he beat. I think this was Larry's Larry Brown's first season, first or second season. Oklahoma wins the regular, finishes first by beating Kansas in, in, in Allen Fieldhouse, and he brings ladders and scissors out and clips the nets as his players yeah. clip the nets, which is yeah, amazing. That made him the enemy of the KU fans. That's right, absolutely. And then Kansas ended up beating him, I think, in the championship game of the of the Big Eight tournament that year. But the other thing I remember is. When Roy when Roy Williams got to Kansas, you know he, he had that semi tough first year, right? They were on probation, couldn't play in the NCAA tournament, yeah. and then they had the phenomenal season in 1990. You know, with um, uh, with Mark Randall and uh, and Callaway and Pekka Markkanen, that team, but they yeah. couldn't beat OU, and um, and then the following year they finally beat Oklahoma and i remember roy saying after the game that he thought that was it was really important for his program because at the time in the moment Oklahoma was sort of the standard in the in the league and billy tubbs teams were you know were, were on top and it was a it was kind of a breakthrough win for kansas when roy i think lost his first four or five games to ou uh, finally ended up beating the sooners yeah that's really interesting cuz uh Roy, uh, as you know, is really a smart guy, and he knew that, like you said, if we if we want to be the the team, we got to beat Billy. So, uh, yeah, he got it to that point, and Kay's had incredible success since uh, the start of Larry Brown through now. So, and whenever whenever Oklahoma comes to Kansas now, and it, it always comes up, even w- whether it's a Buddy Heald team or a, or a Trey Young team, whatever, whatever, whenever Oklahoma comes to Allen Fieldhouse, we'll never, we, uh, Fran Fraschella, whoever's calling the game, will say, well, Oklahoma hasn't won in this building since the 1992 93 season. And that was Terry Evans 
I remember he was the guard on that team, and that was a Billy Tubbs team. Billy Tubbs beat Kansas, uh, and that was a Final Four team for KU. So, anyway, hey, Gary, it was great catching up with you again, and uh, we will do it again next week. All right. Thanks, Blair. See you later. That'll do it for today and this week on Sportsbeat KC. Thanks to our production staff of Derek Donovan, Randy Mason, Beth Welsh, Jeff Rosen, Chris Fickett, and Savannah Smith. Tip of the cap to Kellis Robinette and Gary Bedore for stopping by and talking college sports. You can read their stories in the show notes and on KansasCity.com. Hey, we've got another deal for you. For a limited time, you can subscribe to Sports Pass for 99 cents a month. That's right, 99 pennies a month. After three months, it auto-renews at $5.99 a month unless you cancel. You get all of the KU, K-State, Missouri, Chiefs, Royals, Sporting KC coverage with the Sports Pass. How do you get it? You go to KansasCity.com slash SportsPass2020. That's KansasCity.com slash SportsPass2020. Do you want more than just sports coverage? I know I do. Check out the entire Kansas City Star product. Sports, news, features, commentary, and analysis, the whole thing. You get all the stories written by my talented colleagues, plus additional news, sports, and business coverage with the E-Edition. The details for all of these deals can be found at account.kansascity.com slash subscribe. And I know that's a lot of dots and dashes. And if you're having trouble hunting down any of these offers, send me an email at bkirkoff at kcstar.com, and I'll get you to the right place. Whether it's the Sports Pass or the full subscription, you're getting and supporting the best sports and news coverage in Kansas City and helping us produce programs like Sports BKC. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back on Monday to break down the Chiefs game against the Carolina Panthers on Sunday. <laughs>